When we were growing up, and all we had was the King James authorized version of the Bible, it was very hard to understand. And so one of the things we did as young folks was to put, put the verses in our own words. And, and I was reluctant to, take, to, to give up my King James, I'll, I'll tell you that. I really was. I enjoyed memorizing in the King James, and I, it was hard for me to give it up. Now, Pastor is going to preach on Psalm 23 this morning. You're going to give him the, yep. the thing? I would like to read it, if I may, and encourage you, when you go home, to put Psalm 23 in your own words. Okay? Let's make the Bible live in our own lives. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. Yes, you, Lord, you prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. And you know what? My cup is overflowing with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will doggedly and relentlessly pursue me all the days of my life. Amen. Oh. Thank you, my brother. I'd like to read from the King James Version now, amen? All right. You know, I'll have to tell you a little a funny story. When I was in the ho hospital one time visiting a patient, and um, one of the patients said, well, my dad was really old, and he said that he, that he always told me that Jesus spoke the King James. And I tried to convince him not, but, you know, he... He, th he, d he thought he that Jesus was there when King James was there and spoke to King James. But let me read it to you in the King James Version. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. It's interesting, you know, when I was preparing this sermon and I looked at the title and says, I shall not want, I thought about Amazon. Anybody ever use Amazon? You, you're at home, you uh, want something, and what do you do? You type in what you want, you press the button, you buy it, and guess what? Tomorrow it comes, huh? That's not what, the, what uh, David was saying. 
what David says, the Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need because I have the Lord, the Yahweh, in my life. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. Why did, they, why did David say that he had to make me to lie down in green pastures? Because the sheep were what? Dumb. And he had to force them to lay down. And when they laid down, they received nourishment and kindness. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. When I was reading that verse this week, I thought about what has happened this past year. We have had one year of what? Fear. Fear that has been imposed upon us by the news media, by politicians, by everyone around us. But what does the Bible say about fear? God has not given us a spirit of what? Fear. Fear does not come from God. Fear comes from the pit of hell. Because Jesus said to us, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Many people think this is talking about death, but in reality, it's talking about our daily walk with Jesus because it talks about the shadow of death. And if I stand here and my shadow is way out there, I, I can't reach my shadow, can I, huh? You know what this verse is actually saying? David is saying to us, even though someday we shall die, Jesus Christ is always with us today. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You know, I brought up my cane this morning to, uh, you all awake this morning? Can you say amen? amen? Okay, I just want to make sure you're awake. I brought my cane with me this morning to get up, but I wanted to illustrate something. The rod and, and the, um, thy rod and, and thy staff. The rod was a little 24-inch kind of knife that David would put in his belt and that with the, in, and with the, top, with the head on top. So when the enemy came, he would, he would be able to knock the enemy away, different animals and stuff. But this was his staff with a hook on it. Why was the hook there? The hook was when a, when a sheep would go astray, what would he do? He would grab it and pull it back in, huh? Isn't that what Jesus Christ does with us? When we drift away, God and his promises, he brings us back, doesn't he? Because the Bible says he will never, ever leave you nor forsake you. When I think about the, about the staff, I also think about Moses. Remember Moses? Moses had a staff, didn't he? And that staff was used to do what? To lead the people, the Israelites, out of bondage to the promised land, didn't he? And remember when, Mo, when they were getting ready to cross the, the Red Sea, what did Moses do? He put out his rod, huh? Put out his staff, and what happened? The sea was parted, wasn't it? You know what I think this rod and staff is? It symbolizes who the Holy Spirit is 
in our lives. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table for me. When I thought about that this week, you know what I thought about? I didn't think about um, going to a buffet. I thought about heaven. Because someday, when, when you and I die, and we're all in heaven together, guess what we're going to do? We're going to sit at the banqueting table of God, aren't we? And we're going to rejoice, and we're going to celebrate what Jesus Christ has done for us. Won't that be a wonderful day? Sitting at the right hand of God, amen? At the banqueting table of God. And there won't be any enemies there as well, will there? Then he goes on. Thou anointest my head with oil. You know, anointing your head with oil was used for two different purposes. One was when they, every time they anointed a the king, they poured oil in them. In the New Testament, do you know what it's used for? It's used for healing. Many times in the New Testament, in, at the hospital, I will get some oil, get some, some anointing oil, and I will anoint the patients. You know what that symbolizes? The presence of God. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What's David talking about? He's talking about the future for you and me, that someday when we, leave, when we walk with God day after day after day, someday soon we will spend eternity with, with who? For the Father forever and forever and forever. Amen? All right. I want to thank you for being here this morning. Want to young man, you want to grab me that water? I'm already out of breath. It's time for me to go home, I guess. Huh? Thank you, sir. You know, what, you know why I get, what happens? I wear a mask eight hours a day at the hospital, and my mouth gets really dry. A very familiar psalm, Charles Spurgeon said it was the pearl of all, of, all, of all psalms. But this morning, as you look briefly at the 23rd psalm, I want to do something different this morning. I want to compare David the shepherd to who? To the good shepherd, huh? Because in John chapter 10, Jesus says this. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for me. He who is a hired hand is not a shepherd who is the owner of the sheep, the seed. The, flock, the wolf coming and the leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snares them and scatters them. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, and I know my own, and my own know me. Even as the Father knows me, I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Verse 26, but you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Two different passages, the 23rd Psalm 
and John chapter, chapter 10. Last night as I was in the middle of my sleep, I was struggling what I was going to speak about this morning, and God gave me, God gave me the sermon during the night. So this morning, for just a brief time, I want to share with you two different men, King David and, and King Jesus. Amen? Amen? David was born into the house of Jesse. Jesus is eternal. Jesus says, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. David was appointed by, to be king by Samuel. You remember the story, don't you, huh? Remember, for years they were ruled by priests. In fact, remember Eli, Samuel, Hannah wanted a child, and she couldn't have a child, and, and she dedicated Samuel to the Lord, and, and Samuel became a priest. And after a while, they were tired of the priests and other countries that had a king, and so they began to demand of Samuel to have a king. So against what, what God wanted for them, Samuel said okay with them. In fact, God said to them, it says in 1 Samuel, it says that because the people had rebelled against God to have the priest, they said, okay, we'll give you a king. And so Samuel anointed Saul. Was Saul a good king? No, not at all. And then this little shepherd boy named David came on the scene. And he... And, and that one story where David killed Goliath. You remember that? The giant and little David, and all he had was a slingshot, and he took the slingshot and he hit, hit that giant, and the giant fell over. And what people began to say, Saul has killed his thousands, but David has killed his ten thousands. And there began to be a clash between Saul and David. But but. But David became king. But Jesus is king of kings and lord of lords. Amen? Amen. Jesus was a shepherd boy. But Jesus is, is a good shepherd. Dave, David led his sheep to pasture and still waters. But Jesus is a living water. You remember the story of the Samaritan woman at the well? And she says, why do you want to give me a drink of water? And what did Jesus say to him? I am the living water. He who drinks of me shall what? Never what? Thirst. Never thirst. David talked about the valley of the shadow of death. Of us what? Oh. We were all sheep. We were wandering from the Lord. And only G Jesus himself sacrificed himself so that we might have eternal life. David talked about eternal life. When he said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord. But Jesus said to us, for God so loved the world that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Two different men, two different times, but Jesus is the good shepherd. Amen. He's the, he's the good shepherd. He's the one that, that says that. David says, I, would, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. But what did Jesus says? Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in me, believe also in 
And God, for in my house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And I go to prepare a place for you. David talked about a future, future event. Jesus is the future event. David led sheep, but Jesus led men. You remember that? You remember after he was baptized by, by John the Baptist that he began to gather up his disciples? And what did he say to them? He said, come what? Follow what? Me. Come, follow me. And I will do what? I will make you what? Fishers of men. Do you realize that that call is not just 2,000 years ago? That call is for you and I today. You and I today need to be followers of Jesus Christ. But unfortunately, we have too many distractions going on. Some of us follow the, the Dodgers, amen, Frank, huh? Some of us follow the Giants. Some of us follow the Warriors. My nephew, Scott, follows uh, Formula One racing, and he can tell me when every race, every race there is, every race car driver, but the Bible says, who should we follow? We should follow Jesus Christ. The Bible says, take up your cross and do what? Follow me. Follow me. Who are you following this morning? Who's the center, who's the center of, of your life? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. David, David led sheep, but they all died. When you follow Jesus Christ, man never dies. God gives us eternal life, life that we will live forever and, and forever. And what a glorious thing that will be when we see Jesus, when we see Jesus in all his glory. Today, you, you're going to get a short sermon. But I want to conclude with this. There's an old gospel song called Follow Jesus. I will follow Jesus. Anybody remember that one? Down in the valley with my Savior I will go where the storms are sweeping and the dark waters flow. When his hand to lead me, I will never, never fear. Dangers cannot fight, fright me if my Lord is near. Follow, follow. I will follow Jesus. Let's sing it. Follow, follow. I will follow Jesus anywhere, everywhere. I will follow on. Follow, follow. I will follow Jesus everywhere he leads me. I will follow on. That's free. You know, another thing person that followed Jesus was my dad. And you see in the bulletin this morning that in two weeks we're going to have a service for him. You say, why did we wait so long? Well, it was because of COVID. So you all are invited June 5th at a light Saturday, June 5th here at 11 a.m. In fact, Brother David Shelton is going to come and, and help me with the service that day. And if you stay for the reception, 
My dad loved hamburgers. So we're going to have In-N-Out hamburgers. Yeah, In-N-Out hamburgers. My dad always loved, loved hamburgers. We're going to have In-N-Out hamburgers, ice cream, peanuts, and great fellowship. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Let me read it again. What a great passage. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still water. You know, folks, I think we should read this every day. When you're fearful, go here. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. That's what happens when you and I are born again. God restores our soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness. When we follow Jesus, Jesus leads us right. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, some of us have experienced that with our own families. What does it say? I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. You know, the devil likes to try to steal that, doesn't he, huh? But God says to you and me, I will never, ever leave you, nor will I ever forsake you. So when you feel depressed, when you feel that God is not near, that's your feeling. That's not your fact. Because Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. Surely goodness and mercy shall do what? Follow me. Will follow me all the days of my life. All the days of my life. That means that Jesus Christ, when he left this world, sent his Holy Spirit. And when you and I accepted Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit came into our life. And the Holy Spirit will never, ever leave you nor forsake you. Regardless of what some people say that you can lose your salvation, Jesus said, I will never, ever leave you nor forsake you. What a promise. What a promise from God. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. He who hears my voice shall follow me. The question this morning is this. Who are you following? You know, I like to joke about sports because it's fun to follow sports, isn't it, huh? But the most important thing is what? Is to follow Jesus, huh? Let's sing that song one more time. Follow, follow, I will follow Jesus everywhere. 
Anywhere I will follow him. Follow, follow. I will follow Jesus. Everywhere he leads me, I will follow. Wow. Don't you feel the presence of God when, when you sing a song like that? To realize that God is with us always, even to the end of the world. Our Father, we thank you, Lord, for this time together. We thank you, Father, for the blessings that you give. We ask, Lord Jesus, your blessings upon this service. In Jesus' name, amen.